Hey Google, play the podcast Bumping Into Walls. This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. For this episode, we are going to be talking about smart speakers. With me, I have my co-hosts, Anthony and Kathy. Hello. Hello, and I hope that it isn't just the speakers that are going to be smart. Yeah, hey. hopefully uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, exhibit some smarts as well. <laughs> okay, so Jesse, you have some actual experience with said speakers. I guess we have to be a little bit careful about saying the name of said speakers, otherwise we might start some... Things mm-hmm. happening in people's living rooms because, and kitchens. Yes. And, well, and because you never know, people might be listening to us on smart speakers and, you know, that would just be messy. So, yes. Um, so uh, for this reason, uh, I tend to refer to that. Uh, well, you know, you you can uh, you can call it the the Amazon Echo. But uh, and now we've just set off everyone's <laughs> device that's set to respond to the word Echo. Well, um, is it is it? As simple as saying the word of that name, or mm-hmm. do you have to actually say something along with it to start start it off? Nope. So, uh, in the case of the as uh, because the the uh, ones the, that in the is, case of the Amazon one, as I uh, as many people refer to her, the A Lady. Uh, oh, all, all you have to do is say A Lady. What's the time or whatever? You just have to say her name, uh, and then uh, she immediately wakes up and starts listening. Because the other one, you have to actually normally say, hey, G-O-O-O-G-L-E. Yeah, so in the case of that one, uh, yes, you have to say, hey, first. Normally. Um, But in, or okay, you can also get away with saying okay. Uh, And then sometimes you can say things like uh, egg noodle, uh, and that has been known to work. But... um, now with, let's with the let's, let's not one. worry too much about how to start it. Let's yeah. uh, let's actually talk about what it can do for us because we could probably spend an hour talking about how to start it, and mm-hmm. we're still not further ahead. So let's find out how we do this. Man. this <laughs> yeah, is, it, like, yeah. It's all good. It's all it's all right because um, I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. still probably even a week later recovering from New Year's. So <laughs> yes, yeah. precisely. Um, can Google and the oh, other guy get oh, you their careful drinks? Careful of the saying names. <laughs> can the G person and the A person go get you your drinks? Well, no. I think the the more important thing is hoping that uh, they that can they, give you a recipe, ho- or, or hoping that in fact they uh, they aren't listening in on your uh, New Year's escapades. But um, so essentially, I mean, there's a lot of players in this market now, or at least what three or four of them now. Um, but the two top ones are probably the uh, the Google Home line of products and the Amazon Echo line of products. Um, and I own a, a Google Home Mini, which is the smallest Google Home. But there's a whole oh, there's a whole suite of products. If I have one of these smart devices in my home. Now, a lot of the things that I might be using it for, I know in my kitchen, I could just call up a recipe, for instance. That would be a probably pretty simple use of it. 
Mm -hmm. Now, I also understand that as a person with vision loss, it might be really helpful to have it made to set my oven temperatures and things like that. Even just to touch on the recipe thing, the thing I like especially about how Google handles recipes uh, is it will actually, it will give you the option to tell you each, whether it's giving you the instructions or the, you know, the items that you want to include in your recipe, the ingredients, uh, it can give you each instruction uh, and then you make that instruction and then you prompt it to go into the next instruction. So instead of spitting a recipe out at you, uh, or you having to try and wash your hands to go consult that piece of braille paper or a braille device, uh, you just tell Google when you're ready for the next instruction, uh, which I think is a really cool kind of implementation of that. And then to speak to your other point, Kathy, is that, uh, yes, probably the most popular use of these smart speakers is that you can purchase smart devices to go in your house, smart lights, smart ovens, smart microwaves, smart thermostats, and control all of these devices uh, with with the Google. I've even seen it to the point where, you know, people can set up scenes and scenarios with them and say, I'm leaving home, and it will, you know, turn off all the lights and readjust the thermostat and, um, you know, in some people's cases, turn on a, a radio somewhere and turn on a light so that way if potential burglars wander past, it'll look like someone's home. Uh, and all sorts of stuff like that. Smart. Or turn on your security camera so you can yeah, watch your house exactly. being robbed. Smart, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, smart, the smart cameras and everything so you can keep track of uh, track of what's going on at your house. So how do you know which device is going to be the best for you? What does the Google do that the Amazon doesn't? Or what are they known for doing? So, you know, it depends what you're using it for. Um the Google is generally better at getting you information, you know, because Google's kind of the, the keeper of information. That's what they're in the business of doing. They're in the business of data. Um, well, yeah, they they are going to get into Google faster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The the Echo, again, it's, it's really great for buying things, you know, because, of course, it's made by Amazon. So it's a breeze to tell Amazon to reorder you toilet paper or whatever it might be or <laughs> place an order for something by flowers for um, girlfriend or something yeah well, you, well yeah anything that amazon ships uh you can you can order on your echo and you can even have it set up that uh it simply asks for a, a four-digit voice code from you to confirm that purchase and bam it's ordered and then uh, it can even let you know when it's set to deliver now, so touching on both of those things I was in a conversation with a couple of friends a few weeks ago about smart speakers because I knew we were going to be talking about this on the show. And and they each told me a story about experiences with smart speakers. One of them told me that he was in a conversation with his wife about their finances and what they were planning on doing with their their finances, when suddenly their Google Home spoke up and joined the conversation. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> and oh uh, you can imagine how shocked they were. Uh, after giving it some thought and com further conversation with each other, they realized that what had been happening was that over the preceding weeks, they had been talking about their finances and what their plans had been for their financial planning. And their smart speaker had been on and had been listening in on their conversations, gathering information. And these devices are computers and are geared to learn pretty much the same way that my tablet computer is geared to learn. It learns from my using it. And this smart speaker computer also learns from your using it. And so it took all their information that they were talking about of their finances and computed it and went on searches on the internet and came up with some financial planning information for them that they hadn't asked for. <laughs> so how do you solve that problem? Uh, what they came up with was to keep the smart speaker turned off when they didn't actually need it so that it couldn't listen in on them. Yeah, well, and the nice thing is, you know, because there is a lot of concern about that sort of stuff and there's been stories and stuff like that, uh, that these devices are, are fitted with, uh, well, I mean, ultimately, you know, you can unplug them, um, but they've also, you know, they've all been fitted with a uh, uh, a switch or a button of some sort where you can mute the mic. Yeah. So, uh, like, this is not the first story that I've heard mm -hmm. of. It's just the first story that I've heard of from someone I actually know. Mm -hmm. Now, the other story is even freakier. Uh, this was a friend of my friend, but they were sitting out watching stars. Uh, they're fully sighted people, and they are avid stargazers and they happened to say that it would be nice to have a certain telescope and they mentioned the exact telescope that they happened to like and lo and behold their Amazon smart speaker ordered it for them on <laughs> Amazon Wow. Now, because it was Amazon, they were able to return it. But they didn't. Wow. All that was necessary was for them to mention the make and model. And their smart speaker did the search for them and found it for them and ordered it. Now, the problem is that as a blind person, this sort of thing can be happening and you're not actually aware of it, that things are happening on the screen that we can't see. What do you think of that, Jesse? I don't know. It's tough because I think 
these things are designed to be trying to give as much audible feedback as they can. Uh, and the nice thing is if you are blind, and especially if you're worried, uh, any of these devices that have screens on them, uh, you can actually enable a screen reader uh, on them as well, which, which can help with that. Because then not only are you getting the audible feedback from the speaker itself, but any changes on the screen are going to get spoken out as well. Yeah, it's just that, you know, the point was made, though, that when we were in discussion, because it was a discussion with a bunch of people with vision loss that that we were having, and it really was that these uh, smart speakers do put things up on television screens. They can buy movies for you on your TV. What if they buy a movie that you don't want? Yeah, well, it is it is tricky, and I think it becomes a bit of a, a trust thing, you know, which is tough because it's like, you know, do you do you really want to trust these things? Um, you know, how do you know that they're only doing what I'm asking it to do and nothing more? Uh, and I know that that's what a lot of the concern is out there. You know, I, I they are handy and I think they can be very helpful and like you said they can turn the lights on and now it's like how do you know the lights are off don't ask your two-year-old <laughs> yeah no that doesn't work but you know I, I think that they can be very very handy um but what if it malfunctions and turns your oven on when you're not expecting it to be turned on? Yeah, because well, unfortunately, you know, when something cool gets developed or created, there's going to be people who use it for, for good uses, uh, and then there's going to be people who use it for nefarious uses. Uh, and, and unfortunately, we have to... Well, we have to be willing to to sit down and recognize all the good things that this new technology can do, but we also have to be aware of the the not so good things that all this new technology. So can, now that I've looked to. at the evil side, let's look at some more of the good things. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You're listening to bumping into walls. So, so what are some of the good things that you've used it for, Jesse? Uh, so, you know, you talk about kitchen. I I really do like it in the kitchen because, well, I mean, you got your phone with Siri and whatnot, which, you know, is also its own personal assistant. But, uh, you know, I remember when I started in, in foods class, you know, cooking in the kitchen, trying to deal with my, uh, settable button talking timer slash stopwatch thing and, uh, you know, reading recipes and stuff like that. Now my hands can be focused on the cooking uh, and uh, I can just shout out all of my commands, you know, uh, you know, what's the recipe for this, uh, set a timer for this long. And, you know, if I did have a smart oven and all of that, then I could even go further with that. The next step is bring me a glass of milk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be, well, ho hopefully if Amazon uh, ever makes a fridge, uh, <laughs> I could imagine that being handy, you know, because even going back to uh, as a blind person, um, you know, it would be nice to get that. You're almost running out of this. Would you like me to reorder it? Or the this has reached its expiry date. Would you like me to reorder it? But isn't that already available with the refrigerator? 
I think some fridges have technology kind of like that. Uh, and, you know, a lot of companies are making products now that you can tie into your phone and into these uh, these Amazon devices uh, and everything. Yeah. But that's been a handy feature or, you know, again, my ability to, uh, you know, to control it for him as well when he's staying over. I mean, I think my grandparents have grasped the concept of, you know, ask it to play such and such. Um, but there was a while there when I first got my Google, um, when if I was out for the evening and they were watching him right around about his bedtime, I would just open the, the, the companion app for that smart speaker on my phone and remotely tell the smart speaker to start playing his music. Uh, and then I could maybe send an announcement message saying, good night, Sid, I love you. Or, or something to that effect. Aw. That's sweet. Mm -hmm. That's nice. The the funniest was probably that um, my grandparents used to uh, like to sort of thump on the floor to get your attention or call down the stairs, you know, come up for breakfast, come up for breakfast. Uh, and then when, and when they got their smart speaker and they'd set it up for the first time, you know, obviously I'd tied myself into it because I was smart. Uh, and they were calling down the stairs, come up for breakfast, come up to breakfast for breakfast, thumping on the thumping on the floor. And all of a sudden, you know, I must have scared them both of them to death because all of a sudden out of this, you know, little speaker on the on their kitchen table came. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so when you're doing it for your lights, you have to get a device to attach to each light in order for it to work yeah so it it depends how you're you know there's different ways you can do about it uh and a lot of the main ones uh smart bulbs is a thing um so the the idea here being that you would buy the smart bulb and uh, screw it into the light bulb socket uh, and then you would just simply need to leave the light switch itself in the on position uh, and then you would use your your uh, your smart speaker to turn on and off oh, okay. that light through the bulb. Uh, there's also well, you know, there there are actual smart lamps and stuff you can buy. But uh, one way, as I like to say, to make your dumb devices smart, um, and this works for devices with physical switches on them, uh, is that you could actually buy a smart plug. So if you have a lamp with an on switch or a, an older radio in your kitchen with an on switch or something, you would leave that switch in the on position. Uh, you would plug the smart plug into the wall uh, and then plug your device into the smart plug. Uh, and then you could simply use your smart speaker to trigger that on or off. Sort of like the old-fashioned clap-on, clap-off thing. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot like that. Uh, a lot like that. That that way of things i remember when that was a th when that was a thing and it was all over tv kids would love that but uh, uh, well kids did love that back in the day i think my grandma's actually still got a i think it's a, a clap on yeah. christmas tree yeah uh, and she'll be randomly sitting in her living room and she'll go yeah and scare the yeah parents <laughs> scare did love the, the, the daylights out of me well, they are convenient, right? You know, sure. uh, as well as as well as saying Google turn on my my lights or, you know, again, you know, if you're if you're coming home. So traveling on paratransit, you know, on Access Calgary, this is something I think about. I often from the drivers, I often get that when they're bringing me home late at night, the 
You know, it would be a lot. It would be nice if there was a light on in this house for us to find the house. Yes. Um. And um. But if you're living alone, you know, are you really gonna? If you're going out for the day, are you really gonna leave your 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 outside light on all day? Or mm. with the? I have. Yeah, and that is an option. But uh, you know, I I definitely think it could be nice to have um. You know, just uh, tell my phone to tell my smart devices you know my smart outside lights to come on when i know i'm getting home and all of a sudden they can say oh that light just came on is that your house and you know uh they can they can make it easy to find so these things are really nice if you're using the smart speaker in the house but they're also nice because uh uh the smart speakers give you like a companion app that you can control them from from out and about well i i did hear of someone who had the idea of turning on all the lights in the house so that the pizza delivery guy could find his house more easily. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll do it. Um, yeah, that'll, and, that'll and then, definitely do it. And then turn them all off, like once he had his pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that and that definitely works because uh, you know even if I'm having something delivered to my house, I, I, I would sometimes forget to turn the light on and I'd open up the door and hear them driving back and forth and back and forth. I'd turn on the light and all of a sudden they'd uh, they'd hone in and, and find me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes as a person with vision loss, it is difficult to know, as I said, whether or not the lights are on or off. And so I guess with everything, you probably need to purchase a special thermostat uh, indicator two in order for it to work though so. mm-hmm. that's the bit they leave out in the uh black friday slash christmas slash any other time they're trying to sell these products um you know when they show somebody using their device to turn on their lights or unlock the door or something yes so the device by itself the the google or the the amazon or the siri home pod or whatever device can do a lot of things by itself, you know, make calls, set timers, tell you the weather, tell you jokes, play music for you if you have a, a music streaming service connected to it, uh, any any number of other things. But if you want it to control lights, thermostats, door locks, um, that's where you're going to need to start purchasing extra things to make that happen. Right. See, now my thermostat is already on a timer. So, you know, it's like, would I really want to make another purchase just to be able to change it again. Yeah, well, and that's the thing that you got to decide. You know, I don't have any smart devices that my smart speakers can control because, you know, then you start to, to get into into all that money. Um, but, you know, I know that some people have uh, fully embraced it and their entire house is... Uh... Yes, I've heard, I've heard about that. And, I, you know, but I know people that have everything that certain companies put out, you know, just because they like to have them. So mm-hmm. that's fine for them. Yeah. Uh, for me, I simply make my choices about what I'm going to have. Now, I'm not sure that I would worry about getting my stove and oven put on the uh, Google Home for instance, uh, but I might have one simply to have the radio and to look things up on Google because that I can see 
as a youth. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, when you're working in your kitchen, just being able to set those quick timers and uh, well, I, and check I, the recipe. Well, that's uh, what I'm thinking of because otherwise, I I mean, I wash my hands a lot anyway when I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just make sure people yeah. realize as, that in case you as, come over to my as, house. For as dinner. we all should, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but it, it would be handy and certainly reading a recipe card in Braille when you're trying to cook is kind of a pain mm-hmm. because, you know, unlike being able to read it visually, you know, you're you're reading it with your hands that you're constantly having to wipe your hand and then read the Braille. Otherwise, you're making a mess of your Braille. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes even if you are keeping your hands clean uh, and you think you have it on a counter as far away as what you're cooking as you can, you know, you just never know. You drop um, your egg on it. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> yes. uh, that's the end of that. Well, when I used to be able to read visually, I actually had a sheet protector over my visual uh, recipe cards. Mm. So, you know, you you always try to make sure that you're keeping your surface as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. And yesterday when I was making chili, I was doing it without a recipe. So... Yeah. You know, you do what you can. So since you have a little guy, and he's probably figured out how to make these smart speakers work, is there a way you can only have it play certain things? Are there things you can do to... Because if he starts playing something that you don't want him to hear... Yeah, so that's actually something I need to probably start doing, because he <laughs> seems to trigger things by accident. But, you know, there's there's settings in, like, the music uh, streaming things to to block explicit content and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, like if you have a fully decked out house, yeah, that, that becomes a thing you have to worry about. If your child's running around saying, turn the lights on, turn the lights off, uh, turn up the temperature and all of this stuff, uh, you know, aside from muting the mic on the device or unplugging it, uh, play, play, uh, rock and roll. Yeah. At the loudest volume. Disturb the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know my son will pick a song and then change it. Or I'll pick a song that I want to listen to. I'll say it's my turn. Uh, although, I mean, that comes with some, some cuteness, you know, things he'll pick up from us yesterday. He uh, he had it uh, playing uh, Boogie Oogie Oogie. Uh, of course, uh, by by accident, he asked it to play music to dance to or something. And it went on, on Boogie Oogie Oogie, which was super cool and... Uh, and then he's uh, in Sid speak trying to say, what album is this? Aww. <laughs> Aww. Uh-huh, and that was kind of cute, but. Yeah. Well, you know, in 20 years, you can tell him how cute he was. And he'll say, Dad, don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Uh-huh. I'm trying to be a grown up here. Yes, the videos will get shown. Uh, at the wedding and the graduation party and <laughs> and, and all such other things. And it'll all be recorded mm. on Google Home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, yes. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me on this episode, and it was great to, to sit down and talk about the, the smart speakers and their great uses. Well, we had a great time learning about it, and maybe I'll even buy one. 
Yeah, maybe. I can't, but I'll, at least I'll come to Kathy's house. Check it out. You have a great day. <laughs> yeah, and have, have lunch. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Lunch prepared by the Google. Ah. <laughs> See you next month. All right, bye. <laughs>